Hello, and welcome to the C. Charleston Podcast, Episode 2. I'm Jonathan Jackson. I'm Justin Schwebler. And today we're going to be talking about planning your trip to Charleston. On the last episode, we discussed some of the areas you could stay in, and this time we're going to talk about some of the things you need to plan in advance and some of the things you don't need to worry about planning in advance. And I kind of think a couple of the things we're discussing, one of them, I think the biggest one is probably when do I want to come to Charleston? And we've decided that uh, three of the four seasons in Charleston are great, and the other one is <laughs> awful. Uh, Which so is uh, probably atypical for what most people would expect, because I think our least chosen season is midsummer when most people are here. It is unbelievably hot, and we think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes people make. When you Google the average daily temperature in Charleston, you're going to come up with a number somewhere between 93 and 97 is what you're looking at on most websites. That is a fraction of the story uh, because the humidity is generally going to be hovering around the 80 to 90 percent mark the heat index is going to push that actual real field temperature up to in the vicinity of 115 to 125 i've seen it as high as 133 on kiowa island at the beach so i can't imagine wanting to come during the summer and we realize of course that some people will have children that's when you can come Uh, but if you can come on their spring break that's a much better time to come yeah Uh, so really look at the seasons and just kind of going over the seasons winter uh, we both love Uh, so the winter here is very mild yeah winter is actually my favorite season in charleston because we have uh you know we're end of february here we've had flowers blooming since the middle of the month uh camellias and everything azaleas are already starting to uh, starting to bloom and blossom and dogwoods are already coming going yeah yeah Uh, it's gorgeous season it's a wonderful time to be here hotel rates are low Um, other than getting around the southeastern wildlife expo which is this middle weekend in february uh, hotel rates will spike at that time but then they'll dip back down again uh, after that so this is a great time to be here in charleston and uh, we think the spring is absolutely phenomenal is incredibly busy uh, Mm -hmm. during the spring so spring summer and fall all pretty busy fall probably the least busy of those three seasons but that's a very temperate time and fall's really nice too because you know you're you're dealing with a cooling ocean instead of a warming ocean so um, you know even into early october and stuff there's water's plenty warm enough to swim if you want to come and get you know go to the beach Um, you do have to deal with tropical storms and hurricanes in that season but you know the later you push it you know the safer your reservations are going to be Exactly. And another thing to think about, too, if you do decide to come in the fall is remember, you're going to have to be flexible because there is a possibility the tropical storm warning or a hurricane warning is going to pop up and just trash all of your plans. And that can happen. It's happened uh, four times in four years. We've had storms threaten or come across, whether they be big or little. Uh, So you just want to make sure you're flexible with that. So you can't expect your plans to be set in stone. Uh, Of course, you always have, you know, flights will be canceled or things will close redirected and a storm doesn't have to hit charleston to ruin your vacation if it hits north of here and you're coming from the northeast you're not going to be able to fly here and if it hits anywhere south of here we're going to be on the north side of the storm so if you see the storm is forecast to savannah that's 100 miles away Uh, we're still going to have some pretty bad weather here too so you just want to be flexible about coming to those times but because of that it's a pretty good time to be here it's not quite as busy as some of the other times the crowd that's here in the spring and the fall is generally really well behaved wonderful (laughs) crowd Uh, the summer can get a little bit um busy and i think people the the temperatures make people's patience a little short Uh, (laughs) so it's whenever i see charleston was voted friendliest city in america i'm always like they were not here in july Uh, (laughs) middle of july trying to find a spot on folly beach (laughs) they were definitely here uh, at some point in april (laughs) when everybody's in a great mood (laughs) 
And uh, just so just keep those temperatures in mind when you're planning your trips. And one of the other things I was thinking about that is kind of a cool thing is we we're talking about some of the websites that you can visit to see some of the things that are going to be going on on the times you're here. We have a ton of great venues in Charleston, a ton of great festivals that go throughout the year. So there's a lot of websites that you want to check and look at, and probably the most comprehensive website in the city of Charleston, great name, uh, is holycitycenter.com. And that's a... Sinner, as in... Like, bad deeds yeah. yeah exactly i didn't think about that yeah <laughs> Not so, center exactly yeah. so holy city center s-i-n-n-e-r uh, but it's a guy named christian who owns a wonderful blog he keeps track of every single event in charleston going on and you can search them by type uh, so if it's a food festival or if you want to see uh, what film festivals are going on or anything yeah. along those lines any kind of event whether it be stand-up comedy live music he's got it all listed on that website it's yeah. definitely the most comprehensive list i mean you can go to like the post and courier or, uh, city magazine but um, holy city center is definitely the kind of go-to he's got everything in one place he even keeps track of what celebrities are in town so it's kind of yeah uh, fun to see that uh, so definitely check out his website to see what's going on because you never know. I know a lot of my guests come and they're like, oh, wow, we didn't know that this wildlife expo was going on. What's that all about? Or yeah. we had no idea it was Food and Wine Festival or Wine and Food Festival. I forgot they've changed their name this year. Yeah. Uh, so Spoleto's coming up soon. Spoleto's coming up. We have Fashion Week coming up. I mean, neither... I think Justin nor myself will be participating in Fashion Week. <laughs> Showing off my ill-fitted jeans. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Or my old T-shirts yeah. or anything along those lines. Uh, but it's always fun to see what festivals are coming in. Restaurant Week, a lot of people wander into that unknowingly as well. Uh, so there's tons of cool stuff to check out. Also look at the CVB's website. Uh, look at the Gilliard Center's website, which is spelled G-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. And then uh, you want to look at some of the other venues. You never know. Somebody could be performing here that you want to see in concert. Yeah. Uh, so always check those websites to see what's going on at the time you're coming in. And then now we're coming to probably the most contentious thing that we get to, which is the restaurants. <laughs> uh, so a lot of times people want to come and just plan their restaurants when they get here. Uh, we both agree. Yeah, start, start before you get to the city. Um, if you're going to want to come to uh, some of Charleston's most popular restaurants, um, going to McCrady's, going to Fig, um, Charleston Grill. Like Husk. It's Husk, yeah. It's, uh, you need to make your reservations weeks in advance, it, at least. At least. And both Husk and Fig have now shifted to 28 days in advance only. Uh, so those reservations go up at 9 a.m. by 9.05. They're gone. Yeah. So I have a lot of people say, hey, I was thinking about going to Fig tonight. Is it any good? And you're like, uh, you didn't think about it 28 yeah. days ago. You're, you're not going. You might sit by yourself at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way. Uh, it's yeah. There's a line forms it for the community table an hour before they open. So you want to plan those restaurants. On that same note, getting into restaurants is not – don't stress about it. If you can't get into a restaurant, there are a million others yeah. that you can get into. So – I know there's a lot of what we call box checking where people have to go to this restaurant, that restaurant, um, but there are plenty of other restaurants in the city that fly under the radar completely. Yeah. Uh, the Grocery today was nominated for uh, Best Chef Southeast Kevin Johnson. It's his seventh nomination. Holy cow. And no one has ever heard of the Grocery. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's an excellent restaurant that is a great place to go, uh, but it's not one of the ones that people clamor to get into 28 days in yeah. advance so people don't know it's there yeah, i mean there's uh yeah i'm, I'm sure we're going to have more episodes going to restaurants and stuff it's impossible to cover everything there's so many amazing places to eat here but i mean there's things popping up all over the place there's clean kitchen chubby fish 
Oh gosh, I mean Jackrabbit Philly. Jack, yep, yeah. Uh, that's so that's still, ha- I still schedule. haven't been there either. Like, oh, yeah. that's not open yet. So oh, okay. Jackrabbit is. Um, they're still working on that. That's uh, for those of you guys who don't know Corey and uh, Shui Wang, uh, who ran Short Grain Food Truck. It was an insanely okay. popular food truck. Are opening up a restaurant called Jackrabbit Philly in the Park Circle area of North Charleston, which is a massive up and coming neighborhood. There you go. Uh, so that's one of the ones that will be opening up pretty soon. So you want to look through those red, uh, restaurants. Eater does a fantastic job of kind of keeping up with openings, closings, list, best burgers, best brunch, best chicken and waffles, uh, essential coffee shops. So they don't mm-hmm. offer any opinions. Uh, so that's kind of a neat thing, I think. Uh, Aaron Perkins over at Eater Charleston does a really good job. And I'm not sure if you know who uh, one of her assistant writers is now, but uh, it's kind of interesting. It's uh, Parker Milner who is the goalie for the Stingrays, our minor league hockey team. Really? So he writes for Eater now as well. So hmm. he's uh, doing some of the work over there. But that's a great uh, website to check up on those. Most of the restaurants are going to be on either Open Table or Resi. Uh, so you want to look at those yeah. and see when you can get in. And some of the smaller, trendier spots don't actually take reservations. So um, when you do come into town, you know that there might be a few of those restaurants on your list. Just kind of try and put, pre-plan that a bit and have a backup plan. So they're not always right next to each other. Some of them are in kind of up-and-coming neighborhoods that are a little more residential. So it's either going to be an Uber ride or a short walk. Um, So just make sure you have kind of a fallback plan. And also with those restaurants that don't take reservations, another thing that is going to help tremendously, I I had customers one time, they were here to eat. And what was amazing to me was they had just absolutely planned this to an incredible level, and it was very entertaining. (laughs) They had decided they were just going to trash breakfast. They would eat lunch at 11. They would eat first dinner at 5 and second dinner at 10.30. That's fantastic. And so they were hitting two dinner restaurants a night. And because they're going at 5 and 10.30, which is times that no one wants to go, they got into every restaurant they wanted to get into. Yeah. Uh, so I, was, I remember them telling me that, and I was like, that's a brilliant plan. Yeah. It really is a wonderful idea. Uh, I would take it a step further and go ahead and throw in breakfast too. But, you, know, <laughs> you can always. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there we're are gonna, some fantastic breakfast locations <laughs> throughout town. And there's about to be more. Big Bad Breakfast is going to be opening up on yeah. Upper Meeting Street. So Have we're you gonna, been to uh, Daps yet? Daps is. Daps is imbibe very, is very, very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Miller's All Day is outstanding. Miller's, oh, oh. And uh, so there's a lot <laughs> of good <laughs> breakfast joints. Uh, it's going to be hard to eat at your hotel. Uh, so it, unless you're staying at Charleston Place, which has the Palmetto Grill, which is a five-diamond restaurant of its own that serves your breakfast and lunch, um, you, you, you're going to want to skip the donuts and Cheerios and yep. head out into the city and, and grab something. Uh, so plan those restaurants in advance. That's the one thing you really need to lock down in advance. One thing you don't need to lock down in advance, museums. Yep. So there's really no advanced planning. Uh, you just need to look and see what webs or what uh, museums you want to go to, and then just make sure you're going to stop in. None of them require any kind of advanced ticketing, and none of them even do any kind of advanced. Yeah, ticketing. I don't. You don't get any sort of discounts or anything. Um, I know the Gilliard. I think for like if you're a Bank of America member, you get um, discounts. I think on the first weekend of the month, you know, things like that. Um, just kind of you know short-term promotional deals or whatever. But you know, that's things you can just kind of figure out by looking at the website. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, the Charleston Stage Company, which is the Dock Street Theater, they offer a discount. So it's always, I think, whatever year they've been in the Dock Street. So this year it's 41. So I think if it's Dock Street 41, you get 25% off your tickets. So you can find tickets for special events, um, but the museums, there's nothing to do it. Some of the carriage companies, if you're insistent on taking a carriage ride, we're going to do that one day. 
uh, in full glory, uh, the carriage tours. And we'll probably have Broderick from Charleston Carriage Works come in uh, with us for that one. Uh, but if you want to plan those events, I know that Charleston does an early bird special where if you go on the 9 o'clock tour, then you get some form of discount for going right when they open. And if you're here in the summer, that's when you want to go on a carriage Earlier tour. is best. The earlier, the better. Yep. Um, so that's something that you can consider. But the rest of the museums, the Charleston Museum, the Aiken Red House, Nathaniel Russell House, Middleton Place Plantation, Aiken, uh, Magnolia Plantation, yep. none of them require any kind of advanced ticketing. Yeah. So you can just roll up to those anytime you want to and just enjoy the museum. So that's something to kind of keep in mind yeah. is that you know you're going to be able to go to those. And another thing is to to not try and over plan yourself. Um, you know, Charleston's one of those cities where you really just want to be able to have that time to do nothing, to just kind of absorb the city, walk around, find a nice bench in a park, and just kind of enjoy the flow of the downtown area and yeah. even the surrounding neighborhoods. But and you want to be able to wander into an art gallery. You want to be able to and not worry about, oh, am I going to make it to my next event? You definitely want that flexibility where yeah. you can say, oh, I'm going to go through these three or four galleries. Yeah. And we addressed that um, in the last episode, too, is just trying to um, really stress the walkability of the city and to utilize that as much as possible. Because you're going to find that kind of out-of-the-way restaurant or cafe. Um, you're going to find that, you know, small family art gallery or whatever that's been here for 50 years. It's, um, you know, got really great local artists and things. So it's a, a perfect city to just, you know, take your time, relax, and even, you know, don't show up with a plan. You know, you, you yeah. can just kind of roll with it and just see whatever you kind of stumble across, too. Very much so. I, I have a lot of customers that come, and they're like, no, we just decided to see what happens. Yeah. And you can do that here. You can wander down the street. You can find food. Yeah. And it, it, if I hear somebody say, we haven't had a good meal yet, I'm always like, what? Where, where, how did you do that? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> you're the only person in town. <laughs> exactly. You're the only one. Uh, so <laughs> it's a it's a great city to just wander around on. Um, and then one of the things we decided we would cover today, too, is um, parking. So if you do decide to stay in one of the outlying areas, like we mentioned in the last episode, uh, when you come into the city of Charleston, I think we both agree that if you're going to be here for a couple of days, what you want to do is you want to find that a garage and just put your car in it and leave it there. Max parking is $18 a day. And it's easier to just find the garages on any of the city of the apps, those Park Me apps. They all have yeah. uh, places that you can find the city garages. Put, put your car in it. Don't worry about feeding the meter. Don't worry about messing around. There's a dash trolley to help you get around downtown Charleston. So you can look at the website for that. That's D-A-S-H. Um, those are free. They mm -hmm. run around the historic district. There is also a bike share program. Exactly. Also. So you can rent the bikes. It's like uh, you download an app for that, too. It's yep. called Holy City Spokes, I think, is the biggest one in the city. And it's a really cool program, so you can get those and just put your car in the garage, leave it. Also, one of the things we decided to cover was bathrooms. <laughs> uh, the city of Charleston, we're laughing because the city of Charleston is probably a little inadequate in providing public bathrooms scattered around downtown. And most of them are hidden, so most people would never know that they're there. But the city has them in almost every city-owned building and every parking garage has bathrooms in it, too. Yep. Because once you get south abroad into the main residential area where South Battery and White Point Gardens and all that stuff is, there is one public yeah, bathroom. That's in the entire old and historic district. So yeah, yeah you, you want to, you know, it's only two blocks away to the next bathroom, but apparently that in the past has proven too much <laughs> <laughs> for some people who've, who've gone uh, having, where they needed to go. Having too much coffee. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you want to make sure that if you need a bathroom frequently, 
that you kind of look at the maps and see where there's bathrooms. The city map that comes in the CVB's uh, booklet, which if you ask the CVB, they will mail you a wonderful book about Charleston full of maps, interesting areas, marked areas. It will have the bathrooms marked on it, the public parking garages marked on it, so, and the dash trolley map comes with that now too. So mm -hmm. uh, that's a great thing to get and kind of check through. Yeah, and, and it's, it's definitely worthwhile when you get here um, to stop by the City Visitor Center also or one of the Preservation Societies. So Preservation Society themselves or Historic Charleston Foundation, um, both of their gift shop centers have great resources for things to do and see around town. And they're both great shops, too. Yeah, and you can always get really nice stuff there. Yeah, the yeah. Preservation Society shop in particular has really done a good job lately. So, yeah. um, so those are both really good places to check. The CVB is going to have the brochure racks for every company you can possibly imagine scattered throughout. And uh, that's a pretty good thing to do. Of course, I mean, I'm a tour guide, so I'm going to recommend one of the first things you want to do when you hit the ground in Charleston is take some kind of tour so you have an idea of what you're looking at. And so you, you have an idea of where you are, where the city is laid out. It's a great way to orient yourself and just kind of get that background. And hit the ground running that yep. way. So it's a good idea. Uh, so we're going to move on to our two weekly segments now. <laughs> and uh, so I think... Uh, we're doing you're saying it wrong first, uh, which is today gala. Uh, so I don't know how many times I've heard this pronounced gula, uh, but it's, it's spelled gala, G-U-L-L-A-H. Now we'll have a full episode on the gala and Geechee culture uh, probably a little bit later on, but uh, gala is a culture that's created by different groups coming into Charleston, mostly West African slaves that mix with the French and the English and they create a culture. Uh, but people want to know about it, and they'll often say, they'll say, oh, well, where, you know, where can we learn about gula? And I'm always like, uh, no, it's gula. Yeah, gula. Uh, and then it's funny, you correct them, and then they still say gula. Uh, so <laughs> this is one of those ones that looks like it sounds. So yeah. it's gul, uh, and that's the way it's spelled, <laughs> and that's the way it's pronounced, uh, just like folly from last week. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just phonetic. Yeah. It's just phonetic. And... Uh, that's one of the ones that it, it'll really help you go a long way if you say that one right, especially if you're in that community. Yes. Uh, so it'll yes. really make a pretty big difference uh, because they have their own language, and I'm amazed at how quickly they can pick things out uh, in terms of what decision-making processes they have in regards to how they feel about you because it's a snap judgment. <laughs> and yeah. um, they, they can pick it out quick. And also I think it's kind of fun to know on the note of that culture, they do have two words uh, that I love, kumya and benya. Uh, Kamya is somebody who's moved here, and Abinya is somebody who's been here. No. And so the fact that they have those two words gives you an insight as to how they're going to yeah. kind of react to the mispronunciation of their culture. So it's, it's a much more succinct version of you ain't from around here, is you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, is, it is a delightful language. It really is. Um, but I, I love those two words. I think we should adopt those Charleston-wide. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, those are my two favorite words, but it is Gullah. So when you come, if you want to take a Gullah tour or you want to see a Gullah influence culture or Gullah art, then it's Gullah, not Gula. Yeah. So that's a pretty important one, I think, to be able to say correctly. And then for that's not true, uh, this is Justin's today. So Yeah, we're going to uh, address the uh, open arm staircases that you get uh, in front of Georgian and uh, federal houses throughout downtown. So you'll see the, the two pairs of uh, curving staircases coming down in front of many of the houses throughout the city. Um, you'll often hear that 
one side of the staircase is for gentlemen to go up and the other side is for the ladies to go up um, because it was uncouth to look upon your uh, female counterpart's ankles as she was rising the staircase in her 18th century long dress. Um, and this is just complete bumpkiss because uh, the staircases were actually just intended to uh, protect that sim the, um, symmetrical the, the symmetrical style. style of Georgian and federal architecture at the time. Yeah, one of my favorites I've heard, uh, carriage driver, um, he took that one step further and he said they couldn't expose their ankles or elbows. So no, the yeah. elbows were, were yeah. lopped into this. And then he said, which I don't understand because the Constitution gave us the right to bear arms. Uh, kudos on the bad joke. Um, I love and, a bad joke. Every dad in the carriage <laughs> applauds exactly, feverishly. Exactly. Uh, so when I heard that one, I was like, oh, my. Uh, but uh, I, I, did, I did enjoy that joke, but uh, it's, not, it's not true. It's yep. just a symmetrical style of architecture. I got that question today. Uh, somebody said, so the women up one side, the men went up the other. And I said, no. Yep. You know, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm just popping people's bubbles on tour. Yeah. Charleston's Old and Historic District is um, the largest collection of 18th and 19th century architecture, um, early 18th and 19th century architecture in the country. Um, and most of that is Georgian or federal style architecture, which prized symmetry above all else in terms of uh, the design of the buildings. Um, and so we do have some vernacular styles that you know infiltrated that, um, but those uh, kind of Georgian Palladian and uh, federal designs kind of dictated how those staircases were shaped. Not so much um, whether or not you know one gender could go up one side <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah, it was a it was a gender equal opportunity staircase. You could go yeah. up either side. You <laughs> felt like very progressive for the seventeenth yeah. and eighteenth hundreds uh, that you could go up either side of the staircase because it, uh, to, to be honest, it, they had a lot of other things. I mean, you die at forty five in those days, so what no. staircase you go up is totally irrelevant. No. But your house being symmetrical, that's a big deal. So yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's a, a good one. I, we both uh, big fans of Georgian <laughs> architecture in particular. Uh, so you're going to see those staircases around. They do call them welcoming arm staircase. They look like their arms reaching out. Uh, so it is kind of a neat uh, architectural feature, but they're not for people to go up one side or the other. So it's just a style of architecture that was prominent in those time frames. It's a gorgeous style of architecture, but no, no restriction on what sex <laughs> could go up either staircase. So. Yeah. And uh, as a visitor to the city, don't climb them on your own unless you're invited. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> you know that's something we should have covered in the first episode. Uh, whoever passed that that myth along that if you see an open door on the porch or an open gate in the garden, you're allowed to walk in. Uh, no, you are not. <laughs> yep. uh, so if you're invited in, yes, uh, but don't just wander into people's yards. Don't wander onto their porches. Uh, that's not okay. Uh, yeah, and don't press your face against windows peeking inside the house. And definitely don't take pictures into the houses <laughs> because um, you get to register when you move if you get arrested for that. <laughs> so they don't care if you're taking a picture of a you know bookcase or secretary uh, or if you're taking a picture of a human. Uh, so the law doesn't discriminate there. So don't stick your camera to people's windows. Yeah. And so that's peeping Tom laws, people. So I can't tell you the amount of times you walk down King street or meeting street and you see somebody with their face plastered against a window, looking into a parlor. It's just like, Ugh. you're like, no, 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 just stop. Yeah. Please From don't. the street. It's yeah. fine, but don't stick your face up to yeah. it and hold your hands <laughs> to your side so you can cut down on the glare. That's a little bit much. Uh, there are yeah. people who live in those houses. So that's, of course, a very important thing. We didn't cover last time. <laughs> I don't know how we missed that, but yeah. uh, that's a pretty good one uh, to point out. But uh, next week, we'll be back with a new topic. And I uh, hope you guys are 
planning your trips to Charleston. Hope these episodes are helpful. If you have any questions about anything or you want us to see, a, you want to see us cover a specific topic, email us at ccharlestonpodcast at gmail.com, and that's C-S-E-E. Um, and we'll probably get a website up and running at some point. Yep. Uh, so you can leave some comments, feedbacks, and maybe download back catalog. Uh, but I'm Jonathan, Jonathan saying thank you very much. And, yep. and this is Justin. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you soon. All right. Y'all have a good trip.